There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a huge welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And I'm I'm, I'm so excited today. I've got uh, Lisa Earl McLeod on the show and I've, I've just been so excited about having her back on the show it's been six years now march of uh crikey um march of six years ago whenever that was um about 2016 i think uh when lisa was last on the show and i remember the interview uh, so well and i became a bit of a fan of the noble purpose book and recommend it to lots of people and it became part of my terminology her, her book on sales uh and um i just uh so I've been excited about this uh, this session again today to catch up with her and uh, talk about you know a, a bigger perspective around noble purpose. And before I introduce you to Lisa, I would love to just say a big thank you to my guest last week. Uh, Neil Lawson joined us on the show. Uh, a, a very different interview here because Neil had led over seventy five expeditions around the world. He's an adventurer, a, a climber, a uh, a penny farthing rider, a you name it, Neil has done it from the highest summits in the world uh, to building a flying car and flying it across the Sahara, and uh, even slightly involving me in, a, in an adventure along the way too. Um, but great to talk about the idea of being an adventure holic, and what I love about Neil is how he brings adventure into everything he does and intoxicates people with it really um i remember going to stay with neil and his family and it was the most adventurous weekend i think i've ever had in my life and it, it inspired me to try and do things a bit differently and and add some spice into our life and be a bit more creative about the things that we do um so if you're interested in you know a different kind of interview neil's also a hugely successful entrepreneur um listen to that interview on adventureholic and you'll hear some of the lessons and tips from his adventures around the globe and his business successes. But today we're going to talk about noble purpose with Lisa Earl McLeod. And I think you will understand that we've talked about this on this show before, that the world is really at a, a critical kind of inflection point. And uh, talking with Lisa a few weeks ago about what we were going to talk about, and Lisa was just sharing with me about how important it is to ensure that consumers, as well as employees and leaders, really do start to drive the behaviors that can make a, a big difference to, to the survival of us as a species and, and our planet. And one of those um, key areas is around the business shareholder primacy model, as well as leadership behavior, uh, behaviors. And there's a need for really radical change. And some of this starts really at the core with noble purpose. Now, noble purpose, since I spoke to Lisa last, has just become a, a term which I think we use across the globe. So, you know, full testament to her amazing work. Um, Lisa is a, a sales and leadership expert. Um, she created the noble purpose concept and strategy um, after her research revealed that organizations driven by a noble purpose concepts and strategy um, outperform the market by over 350%. 
Uh, her best-selling book, Selling with Noble Purpose, has been an absolute game-changer. It's taken her all over the place. It's taken her onto the NBC Nightly News, the Today Show, um, Opera.com, Good Morning America. Um, it really is uh, an, an amazing kind of concept and, and piece of work. And it's led her to being a really sought-after keynote speaker. She's spoken at the amazing uh, conferences across the globe and also four best-selling books on in four genas leadership sales personal development and also um, a collection of humor essays so let's talk today about our roles our roles as consumers employees and leaders in helping helping business to become more noble in their people and planet focus to help us shift onto a much more positive trajectory so a huge welcome lisa thank you it's a pleasure to be here i feel both inspired by my own introduction and also kind of boring because I don't have a flying car like the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> you do you do have a flying concept though which is which is flown. It's flown over the channel and around the globe so uh, uh, concepts can fly as well. <laughs> um, but you did stick out in my mind. I think I mentioned to you I wanted to go back into you know, 11 years of, of interviews. And you were somebody who really immediately came back into my mind that I wanted to talk to again and, and catch up with and find out how you were and uh, and find out where your work's taken us and, and have another another conversation. So um, you're, tell us whereabouts you home is for you. Uh, I live outside Atlanta, Georgia in America. Yeah, yeah. and and, uh, and what's life been like in Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll imagine during the pandemic, you spent some time there, a lot of time there. But what's what's life been like for you over the last six years? What stands out? What's been significant? So besides the fact that I've caught up on every TV show I never watched when my children were small, <laughs> all the great shows like West Wing that I missed when I had little kids. So two things have happened. One to me personally, and the second to I think the collective and they're related. So like a lot of people, I had excess time at home, excess time in front of a screen, excess time with my spouse, uh, all of those things. But what it did for me was gave me that reset button mm -hmm. to really think deeply about who am I? Why am I here? How am I spending my days? And so the second thing that's happened to me and to us collectively, is I think in the last couple of years, we've all done that. And what I liken it to is if you've ever had the death of a parent or a personal health crisis, which I know you've had some of that, or a financial crisis, those things that usually they're problems that just stop you in your tracks, but yet oftentimes they give you time to think. So it's not like you're in a war zone, it's like you have a death of a parent, there's lots of time where you're really thinking and you do that reset on who you are and why you're here and what am I doing with my life? And so what's happened is we've done that collectively as a humanity, many yeah. of us have. Yeah. And what it's done is it's accelerated a change that was already happening. And the change is the movement of business in the direction of higher purpose. Because now we've got two constituents of people, employees and customers, who are saying, number one, employees, this work better be meaningful. Like, we don't have to cure cancer here, but I'm not just going to be a cog in some money machine. And we also have customers saying, 
who are you? And are you actually trying to help me? Yeah. And that, that shift, the pandemic accelerated. The seeds were already there, but the pandemic accelerated at a very fast rate. Mm. And, and I, mean, I kind of want to ask here is, is and how, how receptive has business been to that? And, and is it, is it, is it, uh, is it fighting tooth and nail to keep it? Is it, is it, um, is it, is it adapting at an appropriate rate? Um, what are you, what are your? So I liken it to a diet. If you came at me and said, Lisa, your class reunion is in one year, you could look amazing. Conceptually, I am all in for that. I am all in for being healthy and eating healthy and exercising. And that sounds great. The practicality of it on a daily basis is more challenging. Mm -hmm. So what I believe is that 99% of businesses and leaders conceptually want to be at a place where they are running an organization that makes a difference to customers. And the two the two pillars for me of noble purpose are, are you making a difference in the lives of your customers? And are you doing it in a way that your employees can be proud to be part of it? Mm. And so any business leader worth their salt who has a shred of humanity wants that for both personal reasons and practical reasons. Because if you're not doing it, the, you're going to lose the market eventually because you won't be able to attract top talent if you're not doing something that actually makes a different top talent knows they need a sense of purpose. And if you're not doing it in a way that, that you can all be proud of, the internet is a very fast moving thing and we're all going to know. So just ask Wells Fargo company here in America that suffered from this. So conceptually, they're there. The challenge is just like me with the diet and exercise. I may have a life and an infrastructure and processes and procedures that make it extremely challenging. Mm. That's where I liken it. And that's where someone like me comes in that I work with leaders to make this a more doable thing. Mm. Mm. And, and I mean, how, how do you make it more doable? I mean, because habit well, changing is not easy. Yeah. So the first thing you have to do in an organization is we've got to understand If I'm an individual and I'm in my 50s, so a lot of leaders are the same age that I am. And so they came of of age in a time where there were two stories going on. And one story was, as a leader, it is your responsibility to deliver a return to shareholders. And that was the whole story. And that was the point. I remember... I was trying to decide between being a business major and being a journalism major. And on the first day of business school, I was like 19 years old. They said, the purpose of business is to deliver return to shareholders. Mm. And I thought, I don't even know what a shareholder is. I mean, I grew up in kind of a poor family. We didn't talk about this stuff. And I'm thinking, who are these shareholders? I have to go to work every day for them? What is that? First day of journalism school, they say the purpose of journalism is to safeguard democracy. I'm like, well, that sounds way better. So I became a journalism major (laughs) and here I am full circle back. (laughs) So when you talk about leaders, so the first thing you have to understand is leaders were schooled in these two stories. One, the purpose is to deliver a turn to shareholders. 
But the second story that we were all schooled in is the purpose of my life is to make as much money as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got to disrupt both of those chains of thought because we know that when you operate on a shareholder primacy model, it's very short-term quarterly capitalism. It's not sustainable. You erode competitive differentiation. You erode employee engagement. And you very rarely innovate if you're trying to deliver just on quarterly earnings. That's not a model that works. We also know from a psychological standpoint that the more money I make, the happier I'll be. That doesn't work either. We see lots of evidence of that. So we've got to uncheck both of those. And there are some really sound business research that shows that having a purpose bigger than money drives better business results. And there's really some sound psychological research that shows us the money matters. People need money. Having nice things is a fine and noble endeavor to provide for your family. But we also know that people want connection and they want meaning at work. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, have you have you an example of a you know a noble purpose that you that has made that shift for a company? Yeah. You know what? To... Yeah. So I've got a couple of examples. I've got one very public example, which was a bank of all people. Try getting a bank to change their true north from money. But the CEO of this bank, and he's very public about it. It's a commercial bank uh, based in Atlanta, but they're a large company. Uh, the CEO, gentleman by the name of Doug Williams, um, CEO and founder of Atlantic Capital Bank, said, and he said this in interviews, public about it, he said, we had to have something to make us different, yeah, to make us special, to make us unique. Otherwise, we're just selling on the rate and selling money, What, like, or some nebulous concept of we have better service. And these are big commercial clients. So it's not like you're walking up to a teller or something. These are big deals. And so they decided that their noble purpose was we fuel prosperity. Mm. And they chose the word prosperity because it's a more benevolent, all-encompassing word than just we improve wealth. You know, that's. And so we created a structure inside the organization that was both emotive and practical around how are we fueling our clients' prosperity? How are we measuring that? All the salespeople need to go out and say, what does prosperity mean to you, Mr. Miss Customer? How are we going to help you achieve that? And so flash forward, there were behaviors that had to change. There were leadership things that had to change. One thing that Doug will say is, he said, as a banker, numbers were my lingua franca. That's how I was supposed to speak. And now when I run my big town halls, I talk about how we're making a difference to customers. I talk about how when we were the banker behind this giant, you know, industrial project, how many jobs are there? How many startups are there? How many companies are there? He said, I totally changed the way I speak. Flash forward, Doug Williams is on the cover of American Banker as Banker of the Year because their earnings rose exponentially their market share rose exponentially and they were voted a best place to work. Yeah. So he gave, he gave, he gave people something to really believe in and, uh, and elevate them right. and their contribution to the customer. They're not just, just, um, you know, a working, working behind a the cog in a bank. Money no, no. It's all like, yeah. you know, but you know. the money does matter. 
So I don't want to in any way suggest that it doesn't. And they, this company made more money as a result because the money is a lagging indicator and the money comes from how much do your employees care and believe in what you're doing? Not just how well cared for they are. That's important. But how much do they care about what you're actually doing and believe that it's special and believe that it's important? How are they communicating that to customers? What is the customer perception of you? Noble Purpose also drives innovation because nobody innovated sitting around a room saying, well, let's figure out how to make more money, guys. Hmm. You innovate, say, sitting around a room saying, how can we make a difference in the lives of our customers? That's what drives innovation. Hmm. Hmm. It's great. We've got just a couple of minutes till um, commercial break, but I'm kind of you know, interested in that and as, as well in terms of uh, how with the, with the gap between rich and poor seems to be widening, you yeah. know, uh, how through a noble purpose can, a, can an organization help those who maybe have less rather than help those who have, have a lot, have more? That's quite... Yeah, uh, and this is the ultimate question some of which organizations will solve. And we can talk about that after the break. And some of which we as a humanity have to decide Yes. What what's important to us. Because there's a big difference between business and government. They serve two very different constituents. Yes, yes. Great. Well, after after the break, then we shall. Well, you've set it up beautifully. We shall. That's what we shall talk about, uh, and and have and have a real think about how us as uh, consumers can also have an impact too to create positive change. We're not all, we're not powerless in this. We've we've got a role to play. All all of us to make this change necessary and help. I guess help people to to uh, move into different trajectories when there's patterns and habits that uh, they have. Uh, you know, adopted for many years. Like, yeah, every 50 years, we reorganize the principles yeah. that we think are as important as a society. And how exciting that we are yeah. standing at one of those moments right now. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, that is exciting, isn't it? To that, This is a, a key moment in history of reorganization to make us yes. fit for the future again. That's a nicer way to look at it, isn't it? Let's, um, let's go into commercial break now. We will join you again in a couple of minutes. Please do come back after the break. We'll be back in uh, two minutes. comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with lisa l mcleod and i'm loving this this conversation about noble purpose and lisa i'd like to just ask you i'm thinking back now that's uh that purpose of re- refuel prosperity, and uh, you know, it sounds great, and it it, it resulted in the, the bank having great performance, and the CEO, you know, being um, uh, you know, accoladed, uh, and the staff will have got all the all behind that. But how do we ensure that the purpose is maybe wide enough to also consider what is right for for people as a whole and the planet? Because um, making you know a select number of people more prosperous, um, when we've got issues where there's a big gap between rich and poor, for example, mm-hmm. is is a real challenge. So, how do you make sure that a purpose is um, is encompassing enough so that everybody benefit? Every 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 boat is lifted. Yeah. Well, and we have to define every boat. So, I want to be really clear on this. There's a couple of things we need to lean into here. Notice the difference between a bank that says we fuel prosperity versus a bank that says we want to be the number one commercial bank. Mm. The first one, we fuel prosperity, is about the impact we want to have on our customers. Yeah. The second one is about how we want to be perceived. We could also say, straddle the difference. We want to provide the best customer service. That's better than we want to be the number one. I'm not saying you shouldn't be number one, but that's an outcome. That's not your noble purpose. Even if we say we want to serve our customers in the best possible ways, it lacks the specificity. So one of the things we talk about in the book, Selling with Noble Purpose, there's a whole chapter called Specificity is Sexy. And your noble Mm -hmm. purpose should define your lane and your aim. And by that, I mean, in this bank's case, their lane is prosperity. It's money. That's yeah. their lane. Yeah. Their aim is to fuel it, to accelerate it for their customers. Yes. And so I'll give you some other examples that are less poetic. We had one company that was an IT company. They did outsourced IT services. And their noble purpose was um, we help small businesses be more successful. So like, that's hardly, you know, poetic. You could put it on a t-shirt, but people Mm. would go, huh? But it's clear. Yeah. The whole purpose of this business is to help small businesses be more successful. 
So that defines our lane as small business. Our aim is to help them be more successful. That means I'm going to be having conversations with them about what does success mean to you, et cetera. Now back to this gap between the rich and the poor. So we've got two issues going on here. One, which is business, which is what is business in control of? And if you are a business and the gap between your frontline employees and your CEO is 2,000%, you got to be honest here about who you are and what you're about. It doesn't mean, I had a guy tell me once, he said, um, the CEO said, and they were in a business that was very industrial. He said, I might not be on in the same tax bracket with the guy who turns the screws, but we ride the same elevator and we park in the same parking lot. And I thought that was a good metaphor for that. So the difference, there is, however, a distinct difference between business and government that I want to make clear here. Business is about finding and serving your best customers. And that might, your best customers might be the people that are at the high end, it might be the middle market, it might be the low end. I, it's your best customers as defined for your company. And in order to do that, you need to treat your employees fairly, treat your customers fairly. Again, your noble purpose is how are we improving life for customers and are we doing it in a way our employees will be proud of, yeah. which is where all the ethics and things come in. Government exists for a different reason. In an ideal world, Government exists for the least among us, which is a very different thing. Because the the highest among us have different needs than the Mm -hmm. least among us. And so while there are a number of businesses who are very committed to larger social missions, like Atlantic Capital Bank does a lot of things in their community around improve helping fuel prosperity and doing financial literacy and helping their their customers constituents understand their finances that is a subset of being a noble purpose company they also are publicly held they also have to return to shareholders they have to improve life for customers it's the doing it in a way that makes your employees proud that ensures that you're being a good member of your community hmm. Hmm. yes so, i mean I, so, so you, you said that but talk about government and is 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 how much is government part of the, the solution how much is it part of the problem when it government's comes- a lagging indicator and i can't speak to your government but i can speak to mine government is a lagging indicator over what used to be the will of the people. Politicians run on things that people care about. And what they are telling people is I elect me and I will do your will. The problem I have in my country now is we have politicians that have run on the will of special interests because of donations. Yes, And so they're really not doing the will of the people. They're doing the will of the highest contributor, which is sort of the opposite of government. And so, but the thing that we have to remember is that government is a lagging indicator. In my country, we have an expression, we the people. And I know that we have not delivered on that promise a lot of times. But where my expertise is, 
is in business. Because once in a business, once you seed the idea, there's a couple of ideas that once you seed them, they they you can't go away. And, I, and I'll give you an example of what I mean, seeding an idea that can't go away. We are at a tipping point right now that is unlike anything I've seen in my lifetime. The only thing I would compare it to was the change that happened culturally and societally in World War II. Yeah. So in World War II, uh, two things happened that people didn't realize were happening in World War II, but they seeded two changes. One, in my country, um, the men went off to war and the women built bombers and the women manned, you know, communication sessions. And all the women went, well, guess what? We're pretty doggone smart. and We did this by ourselves. They can't unknow that. The other thing that happened was men of color went out to fight beside white men. And they went, guess what? We are your equals. So that information never went away. We didn't come charging out of World War II with a civil rights movement and a women's movement, but those people raised their children differently. And we did have a civil rights movement and a women's movement. Now, why am I telling you that? Because something has happened in the pandemic that is similar, that we that people will not unknow. And the one thing is workers will never unknow, I deserve inherent worth and dignity. My work should matter. Because human beings have two fundamental needs once we get beyond food and shelter, belonging and significance. Hmm. We want to be part of something bigger than ourselves, and we want to know that our contribution matters. And we had time to reflect on that in the pandemic. We're not going to unknow it. I might take some transactional job to feed my family, but I'm never going to unknow that I need meaning in my work. And the second thing happened because everybody went to Zoom, because so much was done over the internet, is transparency about companies' motives and customers are looking now and communities are looking. And we can't mm. undo that either. No. It'll take some time, just like the civil rights and the women's movement aren't quite done yet, as is no. obvious. Yes. But those two things can't be unknown. Yes. And it's and it's led it's led to a lot of discontent and uh and potential conflict and conflict and uh, uh, and stress and in the system, hasn't it? It's we're really yes. at this very stressful time in the in the global system, which is awesome because that means the norms are changing and the system's yeah. going. But wait, but wait, shareholder privacy. You're all cogs in my money machine. Yeah, <laughs> and customers <laughs> and people are going. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how how then can can customers and us, us as consumers how can we impact the agenda for a for a better world and help these companies to shift? So, there's two things you can do as just an everyday human being. Number one, elevate the meaning in what you're already doing. So if you work for a company and people are using your services or buying your products, they're getting some benefit. So the number one thing you can do for yourself as a human being is to say, how does my work improve life for other people? And, And when you say, well, you know, we just sell accounting services, I'm calling BS. No. People are using your accounting services, someone who uses accounting services, to sleep at night and to not deal with all those numbers and things that we don't like to deal with. So really think about what does my organization actually do that will create that sense of belonging for you. 
Yeah. And how does my part impact people? Yeah. So this is the difference between someone who says, oh, I do, you know, Excel spreadsheets all day. And someone who says, I'm helping people sleep at night because I am accurate with these numbers. Yes. Okay. So that's the number one thing you can do is feed yourself first. Yes. In the work that you already have, you don't, I mean, if you want to cure cancer, go on you. But if you're not, find it in the work that you have. That's the number one thing that you can do. The second thing that you can do as a consumer is to ask the question of the companies you do business with. How are you making a difference? Yes. How are you making a difference? And that doesn't mean if you want to be a purist and invent everyone on their environmental impact and does your CEO make 3,000 times more than you're having, like you can do that. But it, and that's how things change. But if all you're doing in the scope of your life is looking at a company and saying, how are you making a difference? If you're buying something, if you're at the car dealership, if you're somewhere, what you can do is elevate this conversation so it becomes part of the cultural expectation. How are you making a difference? And yes. what are you proud of? Yes. Yes. Start asking that question of the people that you do business with and you then become part of the cultural expectation that this is now the norm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you got you somebody thinking, uh, I mentioned this before on the show and that I make it made a conscious effort with looking at my, my utilities, utilities providers, for example, uh, you know, a mobile phone and, uh, and internet and because they were causing me some of the most stress in my life, not being able to access people, um, being put on, on lines and, and, and being, being having to talk to somebody in you know in the philippines who didn't really know who transferred me to someone else and uh and, and i just i had so much stress with it i made a, a purposeful change to shift and and pay more because right. i wanted i wanted to speak to somebody i wanted the service i didn't want hours in a on a help desk only to be told that my broadband was my own problem uh, and it was probably my wires in my house when actually in the end, after months, it turns out to be three faults on the line between here and the exchange, you know. Um, and it, we, and we can we're with telling our feet, companies we? what we want. Yeah. We're telling them, I want a well-paid, happy person to wait on me. Yeah. I'll pay for it. And I, and I recognize everyone might not be in a position to pay for it, but if you are, do so. Mm. I want to know. Uh, do your does your staff make a living wage? What do you need to do to change your prices? Because I like eating here. I want them to make a living wage. Yeah. And I think when that question, how are you making a difference? You're asking it first of yourself, and then you're asking it of the people that you are doing business with. And what I would say is do it with a kind and helpful intent. Mm. Because a lot of people don't have a sight line on this. And one of the things that I have personally experienced that has changed the way I walk through the world has been calling that out for people. So, uh, for example, in a meta moment, mm. I could get off this and I could say, that was a great interview, Chris. Or I could say, I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the weekend. And the questions you asked me and the things that you added really got me thinking and enthused about where the world is going. 
adding that for someone else creates a wonderful moment for them and you. Yeah. So going beyond that was great service. When you look at that weight set person and say, you really made this event special for my family and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes. That person you're lifting them and you at the same time. Yes. Yes. I remember my, my surgery um, coming out, I think my kind of my first or my second surgery this year and, uh, and, and, and a nurse nursing staff member and there were different ones coming in all day, but this one came in and she, she spoke to me and she generally asked me how I was and she chatted to me. And then I, asked her how she was and then I ended up she had some challenges in her life and she started sharing that and I, and I said to her at the end I said do you know out of all of the st- staff that I've had and I've had two surgeries this year I'm, I've probably seen maybe 30 30 or 40 staff you're the one that I will remember who made a real difference for me and she said do you know since I've worked here you're the one patient that I remember who's made a difference to me and you know it gave me a good feeling and her right. and we you know, and you can have those special moments, can't you, with people? And then there's a ripple effect, isn't there? Because they then go and, you know, um, with that happiness, it, it pass it. They pass do, it on and, else. That, and that's what we what we owe to ourselves and the people around us is to be really clear, take a moment to breathe, and think about our ripple effect. Yeah, and it's the impact you're having on the people around you. So I can serve you up your Excel spreadsheet and go, here you go, I'm done for the day. And some days might be like that. Or I can say, here you go. I worked really hard to make this accurate and I hope it eases your mind some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can say thank you in that same vein. And it's just going to make our life better. And the research says it will make us more successful individually and collectively as organizations when we lift up the impact we're having. So is 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 this a role that we can all play Yes. to try and counteract the the negativity you know we, we know that the the media often thrives on finding issues because it's uh and, and problems and negative patterns and it can be very sapping can't it to keep reading the news and reading newspapers and uh and it's not always it's not really reflective of, of the true big picture of what's really going on right. it's a it, it's it's a so let's talk about that after negative. the break yeah how do we do reset ourselves in the face of soul-sucking negativity. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Let's talk a bit a bit about soul-sucking negativity and combating it after the break. So thank you for that. We're back again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I really do love to hear your comments. I always do. It really does uh, you know, give me a lift when people do share how they felt about a show and uh, and uh, what we were talking about and share any ideas, suggestions. Always, always appreciated. So I do do love to hear from you. Um, we were about to talk uh, after the break. I think you talked about uh, you know how do we deal with. Uh, you know, life-sucking, all these life-sucking messages, feedback, worry, concern that seems to be, you know, tumbling our way each day if we're not careful. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on that? How do you combat that? I want to get really specific. There's lots of ways, meditation, exercise, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I want to provide you something super specific. And I'm going to describe what it is, and you can use it in a multitude of situations. And it'll snap you back. And it is focus on impact. And what do I mean by this? Human beings, as I said, we have two big needs. You need to, We all need to internalize this. Belonging and significance. I want to be part of something bigger than myself, and I want to know that my part matters. We are hardwired for this. Transcends age, race, sex, culture. We want to make a difference. So it's easy to say, oh, spread nice, be good, cheer, smile at people. And all those things are great. What sits underneath those is something that is even more powerful, which is what you said, the ripple effect. So I'm going to give you three examples of how you can do this. If you are in a situation where you yourself are feeling or not feeling it today. I'm waking up and I'm going, oh, another day, another donut, you know, what's happening here and not feeling excited. What you can say to yourself is laser-like focus on how are the things I'm doing going to make a difference. Yeah. If you got to cook a meal for the 37th time. One thing we tell salespeople is ask, how will this customer be different as a result of doing business with me? Yes. If you're feeling like, oh gosh, I'm going to 
if you are a teacher, if you are a parent, and if you think you don't make a difference, and this is depressing you, I would challenge you in a couple ways. You probably do more than you know. People are surprised by this at their own ripple effect. And if you're really feeling like you're not, then the challenge is to do it. Mm. You don't even have to do it in a big way. So I said I was going to talk about this a couple different ways. One, ask this of yourself. How can I how can I have an impact? It's all about impact, knowing that what I'm doing with my time is part of something bigger than me and having an impact. So that's number one. Number two, how do we take that concept and apply it to an organization? And that is transformative. It will absolutely transform an organization. When you start to say, how are our customers different as a result of doing business with us? How are our communities better as a result of us being there? You're going to drive innovation. You're going to drive competitive differentiation. And you're going to drive that emotional engagement. So this works searching my own heart. This works at an organizational level because it helps you rise above the, oh, God, we got this problem, this problem, this problem. Then all those problems are seen through the lens of how are we making a difference? And I would liken that too. It's just like that nurse. I'm sure she looked at your chart and went, oh God, this guy's got all kinds of problems. <laughs> and <laughs> he probably got 30 other patients that have the same. But when she has a sight line too, how am I going to make a difference to this one patient? Those problems, it's it will affect the way you handle the problems. So works individually, works behaviorally, organizationally at that level. And then the third piece, when you become skilled at doing it for yourself and your organization, the third piece is when you start calling it out for other people. Yeah. And when you start saying, you know what? I know everyone tells you you're good at your job, but let me tell you how it made a difference. Is when you start saying in employee reviews, wow, you got fives on everything, but this goes deeper than that. This is about how you are positively affecting our organization. Those are the kinds of things that when you are specific about how people make a difference, they remember that and they internalize it. It becomes part of who they are. Yes. And they can remember it for lots of years, can't they? Lots and lots of Good job, Chris. You're going to forget that in 30 seconds because the next negative thing is coming your way. And as humans, we over-index on negative to keep ourselves safe. It's not because we're awful people. It's totally evolutionary. If you over-index on noticing negative things, you will stay safe. You won't be successful or happy, but you will be safe. And so, but when you as a parent, as a leader, as a recipient of, you know, as a customer, when you go beyond just good job and you say, here's how it made a difference to Mm -hmm. me or to these people, man, you are baking a deep level of pride and engagement into people that they will carry over. And so kind of full circle moment, you think about all those three, I'm doing it for myself, I'm, uh, we're doing it as an organization, and then I'm doing it for others. All the research tells us if you do this, your organization will outperform the market by over 350%. If you do this as a service provider, you'll be differentiated. If you do this as a team, you'll be more innovative. And the fourth thing is, if you do this as a human, you'll be happier. Yeah, yeah. 
So question now I want to ask you is, as an employee of an organization, they may have a, they may have a noble purpose, but you notice as an employee that they are not on the right trajectory or they're not living according to their, their values mm-hmm. is how, uh, and it's, it's potentially having a negative impact on their customers or the markets or the, the planet. How much, when your job is important, should you call it out and be prepared to raise your head above the, in a parapet and 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 you know in some cases it's kind of been seen as whistleblowing isn't it right where you know do what's what's your views on that should you so the short answer is yes you should the longer answer is there's a nuance here mm. so if uh wells fargo was a company that was got in a bank that got in trouble where people were trying to create fake accounts and things like that um to make their sales quotas so I can be a tattletale and go, you're not living up to your values. We're supposed to be helping our customers and we're cheating our customers. This leadership is awful. Okay, sure. Or I can say, you know what? I've been thinking about this. And I went back and looked and Mr. Stump, our CEO, you said in a town hall that the most important thing was trust and integrity with our customers and to have value to customers. And I'm concerned that in a few pockets, we've gotten away from that. And it's not going to work out well for us. And I know that you said you wanted this. It's just like going Mm -hmm. to someone that says, I love my children, you watch them doing something bad. You don't go, you're a terrible parent. You say, I know you told me you loved your children. And that's why I wanna talk to you about this. Because I think you might be missing a little something here. And I know your intentions are good. Mm. And that's the thing. Organizations, leaders of organizations are often accused. And sometimes it's rights of doing shady things. But more often than not, they're under lots and lots of pressure to meet their earnings. Do this, do that. And they're complex, just like I'm complex. I love my children and I come home in a bad mood sometimes. And I over-index on work sometimes. It doesn't mean I don't love them, but I benefit from someone saying, you know, (laughs) based on what you told me was most important to you, as someone who cares deeply about our organization, I want to share this with you. And I think that would be my main message to people is, number one, you have more agency than you realize. And number two, how you language this is everything. Yes, Blaming and shaming is not going to get people on your side. Like if someone is cooking the books and doing something illegal, go to leadership. (laughs) I mean, that, and they should have already told you that. But if people in the complexity of human behavior are over-indexing on money and short-term goals, you can be the one that says, you know, we really make a difference to our customers and upholding their trust is one of our most important things. I'd like to have a conversation about how we're doing that where we might be out of alignment yeah yeah very emotionally emotionally intelligent way of dealing with it yes it, yeah not not a, not a complaint not not ang- anger um it's uh it's being very 
very careful about how you communicate it in a way that aligns with the with the intentions of the leader. And I guess also you mentioned about calling out is uh, probably a good thing to call out if the leader's doing well because it's it's a lonely place. <laughs> I've experienced it exactly. Myself. How many leaders? have an employee come to them and say, I know our noble purpose is to improve life for customers. Thought you might like a story about how we did that yesterday. Woohoo! Yes, yes, yes. I know I know. we've got to um, end very, very shortly for you because you've got some, something else important to go to. Um, but I'm wondering, do you have a um, final message you'd like to leave us with? I do. You don't have to choose between making money and making a difference. Noble purpose and profit are directly connected. All the research tells us that when you have a purpose bigger than money, you become more successful. When a company has a purpose bigger than money, they become more successful. Mm -hmm. So don't succumb to this false dichotomy that I can either choose between making money or making a difference. You can absolutely do both and you deserve that. We all do. Yeah. Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again today. I can't believe it's been six years. Let's make sure it's not as long next time. Thank you so much. Um, do stay on. I'll just wrap up for a couple of minutes. But but Lisa, it's been been brilliant. Thank you. Such so a pleasure. So Such a pleasure. Always. Having so much meaning today. Take care. All the best. Thank you. So uh, thank you very much to uh, Lisa there for um, you know an amazing conversation. You know, per- noble purpose is something that. You know, it makes it makes all the difference, doesn't it? When you're really clear as to why you're here, who you're serving, you've got something that people can really, really get behind and uh, feel compassionate with that they're serving their customers. But also, we talked there about the importance, you know, calling things out, um, creating positive ripples, um, being prepared to raise things with senior leadership, uh, and also the consumer being prepared to put your money where your mouth is and to um, really to um, buy from the right places. Don't buy from the ones that are, are not serving, but also be prepared to call that out as well. Um, so go and have a think about that. I think about how do you contribute to positive ripples to a more positive world? Don't get sucked into all of the negativity, but uh, create a positive island and uh, and help others to do that and help be a catalyst for positive change, uh, not a not a moaner and a complainer. So um, if you want to find out more about um, you know, Lisa's work, um, you can go to uh, linked, LinkedIn uh, and have a look at her um, her work and, and go and try and ask her, let, let her know you've been on this show if you want to connect with her. Not, don't just send her a LinkedIn. And the same with me. Please, when you're linking in with me, just send me a message saying where you, um, you've got the connection with me from, are you from the show? Because I get so many uh, that I don't know who they are, whether they're um, you know um, legitimate or not. Uh, a lot of them, therefore, I ignore. Um, and also, um, do Google Noble Purpose, and then you'll be able to find uh, Lisa's website uh, and uh, more information on that. And there's a couple of great books, uh, Selling with Noble Purpose and Leading with Noble Purpose. On next week's show, we've got the fantastic Jennifer Jordan. Uh, we're going to be talking again about um, what's going on in the globe and how you you know, develop your business if you want to raise um, money and finance for it and what to do and what not to do in this uh, unusual world and, uh, you know, what is attractive to investors uh, right now and what isn't. So there'll be some really helpful information next week. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. My name's Chris Cooper, and um, I always love to hear from you. You take care. Go away and elevate 
your clients, your connections, your family, and make a positive ripple. That's really important. Let's counteract all of this negativity right now. Um, you take care. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.